Is there anything you guys wanted to talk about or say before we do this, or we'll just do this? Nah, man, it's your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know gonna, that. I'm not going to tell you how to run your show. Sheet. I'm not. I wasn't asking you to tell me that. I just wanted to make sure if there was something that you were like evening. interested in knowing before <laughs> in case we start. You guys get a little but, lost in all the subject matter we had. Know, to talk about. I, 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 I was with it for three days. I cut a shit short to be here at nine. And and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find. Oh, wait. No. I'm not doing that. Jeremy, you didn't hit record. Remember? Oh, you want me to hit record now or after the mic? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because after what happened last week. I usually start it when you you say my name. Oh, yeah, sure. Just so it, it starts right with your name. And welcome <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner is Jeremy Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Um, at Shane is the worst. And we also have, uh, we have multiple Shanes and multiple oh. uh, Michaels on the show tonight. So it's kind of like we're our own Doctor Strange 2 multiverse of madness. It's like <laughs> Dynasty Trades HQ multiverse of Oh, madness. let's not go down that path because we can sit here and talk about that. And, 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 and look, we have, we have the guys from Rookie Fever here. We need to talk about rookies. That's what people want to hear about. They don't want to hear about... <laughs> Doctor Strange. And fortunately, since I'm doing it. this... I was into it. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, like but me, personally, I'd rather talk about that. But that's not what people are here to listen for. So they want to talk about rookies. And we've got you two gentlemen here. And as Shane said, it's a Shane and a Michael. And why don't you guys introduce yourself, tell us about you, and tell us about your show. Go ahead, Feverish. <laughs> All right. I am Mike Finero, otherwise coined the Feverish Finero by uh, Swags over there that will introduce himself shortly. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TV. We started this podcast uh, not too shortly after you, actually, you guys. So we've been doing it for a while. Um, at Rookie Fever, the Rookie Fever podcast. Um, as you can imagine, it's uh, you guys talk about rookies for, I don't know, maybe a couple months of your whole year, and we talk about them 365. Uh, Swags and I haven't missed a show. We've been pretty accountable to each other, and I think that's a part of uh, any podcast success is, is sticking to it, and I know you guys have done the same. I know you've all had challenges. Even at the very beginning, I remember that story when you guys were starting. Um, but we all have known each other for a long time and, and super happy to, to be on with you guys again, so thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Swags, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was—I kind of thought he would just do this for me as well. But uh, I'm—I'm Swags. I'm Swagzilla Zero G on Twitter, and happy to be here. And everything else, Finero just said. Oh, yeah, we talk about rookies all year. We trade rookies all year, guys. Come on, dude. Shane's not I just love stopping rookies, though. after like, rookie season. The truth of it is, is it is a fever. But you have to sometimes understand, like how to maintain those sweats and make them go away. And, you know, sometimes you you need to temper some expectations as well at times and s- watch for the caution flags. And we try to do that as well when we're getting excited about the rookies on Rookie Fever. That's an important part of it. Oh, I and, love and rookies on rookies. Hard. That was a that was a good DVD. <laughs> no, rookies no, no. <laughs> oh, I, I remember when they made that. But um, you know, it's funny, uh, um, uh, Mike. You you mentioned about knowing each other for a long time. You're right. We were all part of that. 
um, the oh, website back then. So, and there was a lot of uh, podcasts and a lot of things going on back then. And you know, the our two shows have lasted, and it's it's awesome. Yep. It's awesome you guys are around, and we appreciate you guys being here. And you know, Swags, I don't know if you heard last week we had uh, Katie Flower and John Hogue on. And when I asked John to introduce himself, he introduced himself as you. Um, he said, <laughs> "He said your Twitter name and and your show. That's who he said he was." But it, it was kind that of funny. That's awesome. Now I have to go listen. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But so we were laughing at the beginning of the show. If you guys heard it when we were doing our introduction, we were joking around about our show sheet, and we always talk about the behind the scenes stuff with this show. But for tonight, especially with having you two gentlemen on. The show sheet just pretty much says rookies, rookies. What'd you write, Shane? Something about and something about rookies, and it's just all about rookies tonight, right? Well, I, no, I, I just said I had a follow up to our question about rookies. <laughs> I said, but what about the rookies? <laughs> so, how do we want to start this? Which one of you two guys would like to start? And what? Why don't we do this? What? Look, a lot of people do these mock drafts. And a lot of people do their top ten, their first round picks, blah blah blah. Why don't we start with you, Michael? Who's yeah, your so favorite? You, who's your favorite rookie in this whole draft? Like, who's the best one out there? Everybody should be going after. Oh, you mean like right at the top of the class, or like the the guy yeah. that I'm? Okay, thank you, thanks, yeah. Shane. I'm yeah, look, I'll sure. give you some direction. I, Michael's not. He's new to this hosting thing. So I really gonna, am. I really I'm am. Help, I'm going to help you out here. Who's somebody that you weren't really think everyone should go after? That maybe. Not everyone is going after. So now you go. And if you listen to last week, those were the questions we asked after we got deep into it. You didn't. I wasn't going to do that right at the beginning, but that's I fine. See, he had you a weren't listening. To his madness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But go ahead. A- answer yeah. Shane's question then instead of mine. Yeah. So if there's if there's if there's an overlap audience, um, they they might have heard this several times before. But my guy's Damian Pierce. Um, so Damian Pierce. Got a great landing spot, so he's not as hidden as he as I had maybe hoped. But I I remember uh, wishing when we did wish ish or feverish swags um, for him or Brian Robertson. They were my two guys, two running backs that I really wanted to either have um, third round draft capital, hopefully, and one of them got that, or a great landing spot, hopefully a combination of both. Uh, Damian Pierce went in the fourth, but it was super early fourth. Um, and went to a, a very good landing spot with a pretty shallow uh, competition level. So I do like Damian Pierce, but Damian Pierce now, um, it, it's not so much of a, a secret, I would say. He's going pretty consistently right at the top of the second, which makes him pretty pricey. But in this in this class, I mean, what's pricey, right? Like after a certain after a certain Nothing. number, I would say seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. Like it's pick your poison. Like who are you interested in? What what you know? What uh, I don't like to draft for need, but maybe need comes up if you have zero running backs. You're looking. I mean, my big thing, and before we even got into this area of the rookie season, was I just knew that there were going to be a decent amount of depth at running back and these were these are complimentary running backs we've been saying that from the beginning but they also are running backs of good size right like so they they, they're the typical prototype running backs that you can get around 215 510 like these are backs that you know with the right role could have a starting job even as close as this season that's the fun thing about running backs in a rookie class is that you might get immediate 
uh, return on investment, even if you just want to flip them, as opposed to a wide receiver where you have to wait longer. So these Damian Pierce, uh, Brian Robinson, I've added to that list. I mean, I've liked Rashad White, Zamir White. I really actually kind of like where he went. So there's there that list is like kind of where I actually get pretty excited in rookie drafts to start gobbling them up. It was kind of fun. I... You know, I, I was in Vegas with you at the draft. Unfortunately, I was really sick, and so we we actually ended up watching it in in a it was restaurant. The fever. Yeah, maybe. There you sleeps. go. But I we, do that to people. We actually ended up watching it in 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 a bar that first night, and it was it was interesting to watch a draft with you to see your reactions to some of the players and some of the landing spots, and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Absolutely. And we were with Jason, too, and, and, and Jason had a lot to say about all those players as well. But, Swags, what about you? Is there a player that you really like that maybe is not on the top of everybody's list? I'll tell you what. This player is at the top of everybody's list, but I think you could argue consensus. But I am going to be completely overdrafted on Jameson Williams and I'm really excited, and I've got some concerns too. You know, I mean, I'm a Lions fan, so there's you got the Homer aspect coming into that. I liked him coming in too. Don't get me wrong, but any time I see him on the board, like if he's fallen 104, 105, I mean, I'm I'm offering you in trade until he's gone, and I've got a lot of him. If I were to like have some honest concerns, and if he wasn't in Detroit. And I was to be a little bit more honest with you. <laughs> I would have liked to seen him smile more. Like I, I really like take a psychological approach to a lot of this and emotions of players, coaches, lots of talk, like not coach talk, so to speak, but I have some concerns. I don't think he was happy to land there. And I haven't heard anything like, you know, Hutchinson already signed his contract. And we're not, we're just not hearing, and I know he's injured. We're good. So we, you know, he's not ready to be clear, but I have some concerns on, on how excited he is to be playing for us in Detroit. Nonetheless, if he ends up somewhere else in the near to distant future, I'm not concerned. I like the kid, but I'm going to come out of a lot of drafts with, with him and another one a little bit deeper I've been trying to get into like mid third early fourth is Hassan Haskins at, at a really I think it's just like he's always there and <laughs> to me it's that's like kind of in, in, in rookie drafts that's kind of a free area and availability you know, is the best ability so you're right swag yeah and and you know it doesn't cost much again he's from Michigan I'm in Michigan, so I have that big guy behind Derrick Henry. I really like him. I think that he's going to make the team. He's good on special teams, pass blocking, and a bruiser if Derrick Henry goes down. So those are two players that I've noticed that um, if I'm at work or too busy for too long and a draft goes by, I'm, I'm going to look really quick and, hey, is Hassan Haskins still on the board? And then maybe try to get into the draft. 
That's in awesome. The, I'm looking for the next Eddie Lacy. Damian <laughs> Haskins. I, I want the next Eddie Lacy. At, at a three and a half round price, though. You yeah. Know? Right, yeah. I, and I love the, the reaction of the player being drafted is one of the things that you look for. I mean, that's a great thing. I <laughs> mean, in the aftermath, there's been nothing that makes me feel good about him feeling good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it was it Kenny Pickett, right? The the quarterback when, when he went to the, the Steelers. I mean, the reaction of him and his family and all that kind of stuff. That was definitely... Well, that's... that's yeah, he was thrilled to go in the first round, right? He's yeah. Like, no other quarterbacks are... Go- I can't even believe I'm yeah, going in the first round. He's throwing in the same stadium he was playing college yeah. in. He's yeah. pretty damn excited. Hey, he was excited because that hot blonde that was next to him wasn't going to leave him now. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, sweet, I'm a first round draft. He's not going to trade her. Thank he you doesn't God. need to trade her in like Russ Wilson had to do. To so th- there's one thing that Swag said about trading and, and stuff like that. And Shane, we did some something a couple weeks ago where you were doing your Twitter bits and tonight the Twitter bit that you did put on our show sheet had something to do with swags telling people to come trade him picks, right? Yeah. What's up swags. So from what I understand on Twitter, you're a big Tyler Lockett fan. Um, you said <laughs> it's, it's that time, my friends time to move those 23, 2023 first, come and get them. No, I don't want Tyler Lockett. Okay. So <laughs> now that I know you won't take Tyler Lockett, what, what, what are you looking at to get from me? What, what's the cheapest I can get uh, a 2023 first off of you? And, and don't and, and understand this. This is just for content. This isn't sure. because we're in several leagues together. <laughs> uh, for a second, I thought you were about to answer the question for him, like you've been doing lately for the guests. <laughs> you know, and honestly, it's it's more of a dare. Like everybody's out there saying they want these picks. They're the most valuable thing. I even put up a couple. They offers in, you know, hey, I've got a 2023 first. Come and show me what it's worth to you. I want to know. I really, truly want to know because everybody's talking about these damn things like they're going to win me the world. And and I want to see half of it. I want to see ha- – give me half a freaking world for my first round pick and show me what it's worth to you. So it's kind of a dare. The Tyler Lockett's an, it's just another joke because I feel like he's in – Every trade offer, it's not league dependent. No matter what league I'm in, <laughs> somebody wants to trade me Tyler Lockett. I don't know if any of you even have, honestly, but it seems like just he's always in every damn trade. I'll give you Tyler Lockett. And thank well, here's the problem. When I saw your tweet, I was driving to work, and um, I'm trying not to. Uh, oh wait, well, I already just said I, was, I saw your tweet while I was driving. Yeah, I was gonna I'm, say I'm you already to, said it. I'm, not, I'm trying not to play on that, my phone as much. It was alerted through your car. Right? Yeah, yeah it, my Bluetooth was like, yeah, Alexa. You were tra- Shane Swag said, and yeah, I was like, I know, oh, yeah, I yeah. Know what you meant. Um, and I tried to get Alexa to look up all my Tyler Lockett shares in my leagues because I was gonna send you to him for first, but uh, then then I forgot. And I don't think she would understand how to do that. <laughs> That's even if I have a first, you know, so I'm not giving them away. I bet you that I bet you if you're in a league with me and you're hearing this, there's a good chance we could make something work. I bet we could come to a common ground, but it was more of just I'm just kind of curious, you know, why the hell are we why the hell are we losing our leagues for a freaking one pick in a draft? Yeah, that's what that's all I want to know. Why the hell are we losing our leagues for one pick in a damn draft? So did you uh, have you had a chance to look at that 23 class yet? Because uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It gets for me one kinda, pick, dude. It gets me very, very horny. Yeah, but you I mean, <laughs> we, you, I will say in this the meantime, though. you know, in the meantime, I'm going to try to win this year, dude. And so you, by the time you get that one player 
for your team sucking so bad, assuming you only have your own. You know what I mean? You're only going to be so much better. You're still behind me next year. Honestly, if I do a good job. But well, here's and here's a little, a little. I'm sorry, I'll cut you off. No, 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 it's fine because I was going to ask you anyways. For like five straight minutes, and it it hurt. I I can tell, and that's Uh, why I was going to throw it to you. Um, (laughs) It's going to be hard to trade back next year because no one's going to want to trade multiples of those. You know what I mean? So if I have the one seven and the one eleven, and you have the one o four, there's not a chance in hell I'm I'm gonna be like no because like thirteen of these dudes are just absolute stud so does it matter if i get the 107 stud and the 111 stud as opposed to the 104 stud i already didn't get jameer gibbs or tanks um or uh bajan robinson bijan i don't know i got a bajan um (laughs) bijan robinson baby bijan robinson um so yeah it's going to be difficult to move those picks for multiple picks next year so that's a good point though you're only trading for one pick in most cases there's too much going on with that especially the baby bajan thing um i'm not saying that there's not going to be some players i like i'm not you know it's going to be really hard to trade into next year's class to your point if you want to have some fun drafting i love a rookie draft as much as anybody they are my favorite (laughs) they they are fun honestly and i'm not trying to be funny i love them but at the same time dude i like trading i like trying to make my teams better if i see the opportunity to do that now in a way that i don't think is gonna make me that much worse than your team next year when you get one more player and i've already already got players you know i've already got them i've been i've been doing that i've been trying i've been attempting to win i mean now that the 23 class is like next year's class like I'm kind of less over like how overvalued the 23 class was because like I felt like they were more valuable than like I'm talking a year out right so the beginning of last year you couldn't get a 23 but you could get a 22 pretty easy even though you had to wait two years to make that 23 happen it was just as valuable as the 22 and that was just really freaking odd to me because of the wait time like that's just that's that's math like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not subjective. There's, you have to wait twice as long to use that pick. Like, it was really strange to me that they had equal value at that point. Now, at this point, it's just like, okay, now we're just excited about the next year's class. We're probably more excited because most people are down on this one quite a bit. And the biggest reason people are down on this one is, is because the running backs and, and quarterbacks just weren't there this year. Um, not, the, not the elite one. So, you know, especially a quarterback. But, you know... I'm kind of I'm I hear Swags has been been saying this for a while because I feel like what a lot of people don't know about him or maybe just don't believe is he he acts on everything he says. Mm. So like when he's asking you to consider winning now when everyone else is zagging, like he's doing it in all of his leagues. You know the ones that I'm in, I see him actively trying to win this year while other teams are just trying to accumulate 23 picks and I skip mean, how, this year. How many times do you send, sorry to interrupt you, how many times do you guys send out a trade and the response is like, awesome offer, but it doesn't work because my team's not ready. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean awesome? So take the offer and make your team better. Exactly. It drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Seven teams are trying to lose in all of my leagues. <laughs> yeah, but, but I get your point, but it, it is going to depend on, all right, well, how far away, how many players am I away, right? Like, I always like to look at my rosters. If I add one player, is it going to matter? Okay, no. Just but if start I responding. Two players, I would do it, but you're in my league and your team is 
fucking shit house. I, I don't know how to beat you. And then I'll understand. <laughs> but the thing I love is, the positive the, attitude. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, you know Shane. What I mean? The thing is, though, if you say that your team is one away, or, I mean, is more than one away, so then do that trade, and then do another trade, and then do another trade. Don't just not do anything because you don't think that your team. Well, no, I mean, I, yeah, you should never not do anything because you never, you don't do anything, then you're just dead. In the right, but what I'm saying is, look, uh, when I look at the picks, to me, I don't ever look at it as like Mike. You were saying about two years down the road. Whenever I'm looking at these picks, I always look at the picks as those are the assets right there. I don't care. Shane used to make jokes about me not making it to three years down the road, but whatever. But I don't care about the <laughs> twenty. Me wrong. I know, really, exactly. We've been doing this for a decade. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I, I don't care about that first in 2023 as what am I going to pick in 2023. I look at that first in 2023 as what can I get right now for that and use that to get me to win this year. And Jeremy, you and I, all three of us, Shane, Jeremy, and I, we, we're just about to finish HQ3. We have five HQ listener leagues, and we're doing all our rookie drafts. We spread them out week by week. So HQ3 ends tonight. And part of all of that. Jeremy and I, I don't, I lost count how many trades we've done in this draft, right? And every single trade that I did and you did was trading into this draft by giving away future picks. Selectively. Yeah. And, and Shane and I are in an auction now. And the reason that I'm basically leading the auction with like almost $2,000 is because everybody wanted to get out of this draft. Yeah. I had a terrible team, terrible roster, and I wanted to turn it around a little quicker. So I traded players that... <clears throat> you know, expiring contracts and just players that could help teams win, traded a bunch of players away and other other things to get rookie and Devi money. Um, and then I traded Devi money to get even more rookie money so that I could go in and get the top, the best players in a Devi depleted draft that were still out there. So we're talking about, um, you know, running back Kenneth Walker. I mean, there's not, they're not all there, but getting, getting him one of the best running backs in the class, getting, um, you know, wide receivers like Jamison Williams, um, um, Christian Watson, um, Jahan Dotson, just everybody that, you know, there's only seven guys bidding in the draft. One has 27 bucks. One has like a hundred and something. They don't really count. A couple of guys have a, a couple hundred bucks and one guy has 390. Then it's Shane and me at the top of it. So we basically just have to decide instead of outbidding each other for every player, we just kind of have to like, okay, he bid on this guy. I bid on that guy. Um, we're not going to just compete with each other and drive these bids up. And we're coming away with some of the better players in this class. And hopefully they pan out and we could trade, you know, maybe make some other moves. But everybody wanted out of this class. That drove the the want to do that in the first place. But also getting the Devi money for the, you know, some of the 2023 class, right? Still have that. I have like six Devi spots because <laughs> the spots are, you know, they accumulate. You you have to have the spots that are almost worth more than the money. You only need a dollar to fill a spot and they're capped. So Got all those spots, so got a lot of uh, wiggle room still. To if I want to get more rookie money, though, it's getting depleted. But like just to just to think differently. Everybody wanted out, so that means some players are going to be available, doesn't it? And but, hopefully, you can get the better one. And that's part of why I threw it to you about the 
to you you went into the auction with shame but i was talking about the draft that we're doing right now part of the reason it was easy for you and i to do as many trades as we did was because that's the point people want out of this rookie class and they want into the future one one, one of the yeah, things i did uh, i gotta be honest i got rid of a bunch of 24s yeah. though i didn't get rid of 23s i traded yeah, all 24s you, i was know. gonna say you'll find it's a lot harder to trade out in certain pockets yeah if you're you honestly or trade in i should say no one's trading you the 101 the 102 generally right. um 103 or 104 you can usually trade into because people don't want to pay the price for what who they have to exactly. pay there they'd be fine making that pick at 106 107 but something about making it at 103 104 feels wrong so you can move in there because i've been able to do that same thing i did 24 picks yeah i lucked out i traded a 24 first for the 110 in a rookie league mm-hmm. only wow. because garrett wilson was still on the board oh wow you got so, garrett wilson at yeah so garrett wilson just kept tumbling yeah it was just That's from like insane. 107 i was wow. just sending offers 108 i've seen him go as early as like 103 103 right. to 105, it seems like, is where I'm seeing him go. Right. So there's West definitely pocket, pockets where you can get into, but there are, I should say that there, there's pockets that people don't want to trade out of. Yeah. Um, and then there's other pockets where people are like, no, 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 this is it's fine. It's like, I'll yeah, move. 107, 108. It's like, you know what? They're thinking, I, I have four guys right now that I could take or leave any of them. So I may as well move this, pick something up yeah. and still maybe get one of those players. So yep. that's yeah. What happened yeah. To us. And I, and I got the one eleven was the highest I got, but then everything else was like in the later rounds. And when you guys talk about depth, there was enough, enough depth in some of the positions that when you get to the late thirds and the fourth rounds, there's still players sitting there that, you know, maybe they'll hit. So it was easier to make some of those kind of trades um, mm-hmm. in the later rounds, you know, I mean, you mentioned top of the show. We've all been doing this and talking right. about it for a while. I feel like it used to be like one to three teams like would be out of contention. And now now you have people like you used to feel kind of savvy being like, what's your contention cycle? Right. Like, let me know your contention cycle. And now it's just like, well, uh, what do you who tries to there's people in your league trying to win? Like that's the now it's it's changed from like five to seven teams trying to tank two that really <laughs> suck. Well, here's and then the, another five to seven trying to win. So in the off season, because we all think we know everything, right? <laughs> we all think no. I mean, we do. We all think we know. Look, well, look at Swag's roster. It's good. He's going to be really good next year, right? Look yeah, at my roster. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be terrible. Hate, to be fair, right? <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. You get into the season, all of a sudden your team starts winning, and you're like. Oh, okay. I guess I have to make the push now. Like I have to try this because I'm four and one. Like I don't care if I didn't think this was a contender. It is a contender. Um, and then yeah. then you make that push. I mean that I know I do that a lot of times because mm-hmm. that happens all the time. Where leagues I go into the season and I'm super confident and I'm like, how's this team? I went six. Like what is going on here? And then the other team I'm looking at and it's like I didn't think it had any shot and it's five and one. So I'm like, all right. Well now I got to trade. Those this year it'll be all right. Am I willing to trade yeah, those twenty twenty three picks? You, know, if I, you start just yeah. I it's do. Just, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I agree with him though with Swags though because I think we see it a lot more that people start giving up. I mean, you get into week six, seven, they're like, uh, "I'm done," you know, and and it seems like more people are into getting the future stuff than getting stuff for right now. I definitely see it in the leagues that we're in where it well, seems like a bigger percentage of the people start bailing people are earlier. Trying to win one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're bailing earlier. <laughs> I'm, I'm incapable. That, Go ahead, Swing. 
Um, just I'll, I'll just last point I'll make um, tonight. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing, because rookie in play, the last five, in the next five minutes, yeah, <laughs> rookie picks always appreciate and value. So that's part of it. Like players are, you can they're, they're they're basically vehicles. You drive them off the lot, they get dinged, and it's like, oh well, I don't know, Je- 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 Jefferson. He, he's only got cousins for another year. I don't know. Is he really worth, you <laughs> know what I mean? That's also an excellent point though, because you want to rebuild your team. You don't just want to go buy a car and drive it off the lot and <laughs> ding it up. Right. That's, so that's what you're telling me. The potential of that pick is you can go draft Brees Hall today and he's already worth less than the one Oh one. That's how freaking crazy it is. And that's the truth. Put it into any value chart. You go draft him today and he's already worth less than the 101, the drive off price. And just having the control of those picks has that value baked into it. You know, it, and it's not only the 101, it happens even in some of the later rounds too. When people were trying to grab the fourth, the 404, say, and then somebody drafts a player, then they're like, Oh no no I don't want that player you know so then they don't care about the 404 with the which he took so then they're shifting to the next pick to move it around because they're looking at a certain pick you know Mike you were about to say something before when Shane interrupted you I what, love what, this topic though to be <laughs> honest with you I didn't expect any of this but I, I I don't know I love this topic well that's what happens on here that's why the show sheet usually we didn't share it with you guys because it doesn't matter Dynasty <laughs> trades hell of a question that's what the HQ is. <laughs> Mike, you were saying. Yeah, so all I was saying is I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> incapable of looking at my team as it not being able to win, even when I should. And that's a weakness. Like, I, I have rose-colored glasses every time I look at any of my teams. In HQ, for example, you guys invited me to the first auction league I was ever a part of. I remember, Sipes, you were really surprised I had never did, done an auction league. I've been doing fancy for 25 years, never did an auction league. I think I royally screwed that up. And, and I, I felt that way. Like, I felt like when I was done, I was just that person that had to be in on every single bid. I didn't want anybody to get somebody cheap. So I was that guy that was redlining yeah. everybody. <laughs> and what, what wound up happening is I didn't like my team. Most right. of my teams are very balanced. They're, this, this team needed wide receivers madly. So the first year, um, I was a little surprised. Like, like, like Shane was saying, you go, oh, shit, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. But it had no depth. So the very next offseason, this past June... I just went out and I used my 22s and my 23s and I bought a championship. That's yeah. a 14-team league. I bought uh, Cooper Cup for a first and a third in June last year's offseason and I bought Elijah Moore. And Swags knows how big I was with Elijah Moore. So I got those two players and I wound up winning that league because I wound up just cashing in all my chips. The first pick I have when you start HQ4 is 414. <laughs> That's my first pick. See, like when you start that draft, you don't need to inform me. No, but let, but let me tell you something though. That's not true though, because that's what I'm talking about, Mike. Buy Jeremy in. and I buy in. It's so easy to buy in. I I was in the 3rd and 4th round uh, of this draft and I bought in a bunch of times. So you won the league already. So right. don't don't just sit back and think I don't do anything till round 4. Buy in because you can get back in. It's not a problem. You really can. It'll any happen. any any uh, freaking draft I'm in with Swags. He he doesn't have first round picks and he he winds up with Brees Hall and another first. I never have. For, I always trade my stuff away, but I always trade in in the in yeah. the in the in the draft itself. But you just mentioned something that, that I was going to ask you guys earlier. You know, Shane, Jeremy, and I we have our listener leagues we're in together, and then other leagues we're in together. But you guys have both mentioned about being in leagues together. How many leagues do you two guys play together? 
not many at all. I think it's three swags. Yeah, I think just two or three. Yeah, we got goats versus bros. We got the Superflex Army, which I just joined as an orphan. And what else? I don't know, but I won that draft. <laughs> you did. I, I I could write down what he did in the in that draft. It was pretty sick. That's awesome. I, I literally had to contact him and say, "Dude, you, you crushed it." But I think he knew he knew it already because the he was just oozing of modesty. It was disgusting. I was just funning around, and and <laughs> I kept my twenty three first. That's all. Well, why was it so good? Why do you say you won that draft? What did you do that was so great in that draft? It was just a huge progression of trades, honestly, that like the kind of stuff that you slowly don't see it and you don't bat an eye at. But before you know it, when you put like what you started with, like the four pieces that you actually moved to get everything done versus what you ended with, you're just kind of like, wow, um, it's a, a lot. I, I mean, I would I would have to I mean, I gave up a lot, too. like I gave up. I gave up like Justin Jefferson to start all of this out because that ended up getting me like uh, Justin Fields, Amari Cooper, and a 107. But then I got a 101. I got 101 for dude. It could go on forever. <laughs> but and I don't think everybody wants to hear about my team. But just just it all just like was a progression of trades. That it wasn't one move that made it happen. It was just slowly built up into like a huge i don't i don't know it was pretty cool <laughs> so it's about well, trading is, during the draft then yeah, that's why my, my michael not your michael my michael made an excellent point about um, <laughs> hey you know my michael that's why you gotta you gotta monitor the draft right especially exactly. like this where there's not i don't want to say there's there's not consensus but there's definitely like some variation between like all right well some people like jameson williams over chris Olave. Some people like Sky more over Chris Olave. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know Tim in our chat was very upset about that the other day, but you know what I mean. Like, there's enough of a um, oh yeah a, a, a debate, or is, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. That if you see players that you're eyeing, like I said, Garrett Wilson falling down the draft board, well, right, let me jump in. If Traylon Burks, for whatever reason, in your particular class and your particular draft is falling down the board, so you definitely want to keep an eye on the draft as it's going. Um, so that you can try to trade in and definitely the 2024 picks is going to 2024 yes. is a good class, but I'll use those. And we use the same logic. We always have, I have two years to get those uh-huh. picks back. Also, <laughs> you're not going to get 2023 picks back. Probably like the, giving those away is like being a sperm donor. Like you can, yeah, you, you can donate of, it. Yep. You can't get it back. I, I don't know if you guys knew that. I still no, disagree. I, I, no, look, I know you can't get the sperm donor back, but I disagree with you. You're not getting I, a 2023. I, 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 you, you talk in absolutes a lot of times, but uh, but there is situations where you can get it back. I, I we, Look, we have a year till we'll find out, but I guarantee you that you'll be able to get things back. You can always get things back. You figure out a way to do it. Uh, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, why were you shaking your head? I agree. Oh, that's awesome. So look, we do have a lot of trades. We've been talking about trading tonight and trading during drafts. And Shane, there's a lot of trades on this show sheet that we didn't share with with, with our friends here. Do you want to go over any specific ones? Is there is there one more than any other that you would like uh, Mike and Shane to talk about? 
Oh, I don't really care. Here's the most fun one, though, when I thought I was trading for a 2024. <laughs> so then that's your answer if there's a really fun one. Do that I thought one. I, was, I thought I was trading for a 2023 pick, and I traded uh, for a 2024 pick. Um, I traded Debo Samuel and a couple 2023 <laughs> thirds, and I got Traylon Burks and a 2024 first. Now, at the end of the day, I'm not upset with that because I like the return on that. Um, I, I like Burks, and I think Debo's completely overvalued and he's never going to do anything remotely close to what he did last year, but it would have felt better if that was a 2023 pick. (laughs) (laughs) And people that are listening know that that's not the first time Shane's done a trade where he misunderstood the, the, the number of the year. Oh, and I offered the trade. Oh, again, I offered the trade. I'm 100% off of the trade. And when I hit accept, I, I looked at it and I, I, got, I was like, oh, cool. I made a trade. And I was like, Traylon Burks in the 2024, huh? All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> but hey, before we talk about any more of the trades, though, Shane, tell everybody about CampusToCanton.com. Oh, CampusToCanton.com. Awesome website. Um, if you haven't joined, you should definitely become a subscriber to them. I think that's what you call it when you log online and become something. Um, use promo code H. Q. It's actually just one promo code. HQ. Um, campus to Canton. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not the greatest campus to Canton player in the world because I've been in one CDC league. Um, and I will say I completely leaned on that site. That ADP that I was using for Devi for college for CDC. They had um, rankings, freshman only rankings. Which late in my draft, that when I was just looking for Devi players, Dad, I said, all right, let me get those those rooks. Got a bunch of other great tools, bunch of other great articles. Uh, check them out. You get some discount if you use the HQ promo code. I have no idea what it is, but uh, it's cheaper. You save something, so do that. Uh, do you do either one of you guys do like Devi or something like Campus to Canton? Yeah, so I have uh, a couple Devi leagues, but they're not like um, they're like one or two players that you draft each year. But I just joined my first campus to canton league oh. that is going to do a startup uh next month which i'm pretty excited about i'd so, suggest i definitely would suggest, suggest going to that website canton yeah. and uh and using <laughs> promo code uh, hq I, i'm not gonna lie to you i f- leaned on that thing like yeah. you know the, the the dudes in this league that we're playing with like one of the dudes i'm in the league with is field sharp from campus canton among other like debbie aficionados so like i'm like i feel like i can hold my weight for the first few rounds after that like in the <laughs> chat they're talking about people i don't even know if they're real so i'm like <laughs> i gotta go check their website to see if this is a real person or not you know like sure enough it is and he's ranked highly yeah, Swags and I got nice, close, and comfy with a few of those guys, including Felix Sharp, on uh, a lot of those rookie profiles we did Felix this past awesome. season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. we had a lot of those guys on four, about yeah. four of them were four different guys on. They're Everybody great. over that site. Yeah. Can awesome. I ask you guys a question before we get into the trades? Sure. Who Do you guys have like a guy that you ended up liking very, very much more because of a landing spot or anything like that, or just a landing spot that you were love, you guys love to see? The Dynasty Trades HQ crew do we have a guy i mean i kind of liked everyone where i thought i would like them anyway sky moore's moved up a little bit what's funny Jahan dotson has stayed at the exact same spot that i liked him at before the draft <laughs> even though he's gotten much better draft capital than expected but so sky moore's kind of left him which is funny because the night that sky moore is drafted i yelled at twitter and said you're all gonna overdraft sky moore um didn't you just sky trade moore in in that a draft? little banged up coming into camp does that but worry you at all no, it, it, and you just traded into the draft we're in right now to get Sky Moore, didn't you? 
Yeah, he's one of my guys when I see him fall. Not my guys, but he's one of those guys when I see him falling a little bit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get him. James Cook is probably the guy that I bought in a lot more than I thought I would um, with round two draft capital. Um, I don't expect him to rush for a thousand yards, but I wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, runs 500 yards and 750 yards receiving. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Um, I don't think much has changed. I mean, landing spots, there were obviously some good ones and some better ones. Um, Chris Olave to the saints kind of helped him. Uh, maybe he won't ever need, need to break a tackle. Um, according to, um, our friend Scott Barrett, he broke one tackle <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but can catch the ball um alec pierce i think is one wide receiver you know the colts wide receiver always liked him i think that's a great spot for him to go with that coach um you know maybe maybe we're going to see the next you know incarnation of jordy nelson i don't know that that'd be a good ceiling for that guy um you can get him pretty cheaply like in an auction we're in right now price is low he's drafted a you know quite low but he was drafted in the nfl higher than i expected so I mean, I, I think that's that's probably the standout at wide receiver for me. But, you know, there are a lot of players that got, you know, the, everybody was driven down in this draft, not just quarterbacks. A lot of a lot of talent fell down. I think that's what people maybe forget a little bit. I don't think it's going to be that bad of a class in in the end, like after we've had a chance to look back on it. A lot of wide receivers and tight ends we'll see. But um, not so much at running back. I think there are good landing spots. You know, you mentioned one, Damian Pearson. um you know, Houston, I think that's a, a good spot for him. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's like a, it, it's a game. I, I try to get the, the, still get the better players and not let the landing spot dictate too much. Um, but some of those running backs are going to get greater opportunities sooner. And I, I do look for that in drafts like later, you know, try to get those guys that are going to get the rock. You know, for me, I don't, I don't know specifically if it's true or not, but it feels this way to me that as opposed to some of the past years, like when CEH went to a spot, he jumped up or somebody like Bishop Sankey went to a spot, he jumped up. It feels like this year it was the... Bishop Sankey, wow. I know, but he was one of those ones. But because of his landing spot, he jumped all the way up, you know, to the top. It feels like to me this year, it was kind of the opposite. I don't really think too many people like landed somewhere and they shot up the board, but a lot of people seem to me to go down a little bit based on the way, like Jeremy just said, a lot of players were pushed down, whether it was because there was better defensive players or these, these offensive players aren't as good, but I mean, guys in the class yeah <laughs> it's just, a lot of it, players in this class so it seems like when we did the couple of drafts that we did prior to the nfl draft some of those players dropped more so than a player jumping higher than they did before and maybe it goes along with what shane said before you know we have this kind of tier where you've got hall and walker and and maybe Drake London, a couple guys in that one through four spot. But then after that, there's this giant gap where anybody could be 105, 106, 107, 108. It's like all over the place. So it didn't, like I said, I I don't know specifically, but it didn't feel like to me too many people jumped up. It felt like people went down, especially the quarterbacks. Definitely the quarterbacks. Yeah, I was going to say like every quarterback. At one point we were predicting, not just me, but I'll take the bullet. I was was thinking there'd be three or (laughs) four quarterbacks that would end up going in the first round. I really did. You know what I mean? I thought 
I thought the NFL was just going to be like, look, I don't care if these guys are bad. Yeah. This is what we do. We draft first round quarterbacks and dynasty dynasty fantasy football drafters. We're going to go. I don't care if these quarterbacks are bad. This is what we do. We're going to draft these these first round quarterbacks. And that's the first why round. everybody's mad at the draft. Yeah, their rookie drafts. I mean, that's why everybody's like, "Oh, this sucks. This is no fun." Because they thought they were going to rebuild through this class that we've been talking about being kind of. Eh, it's a wide receiver it's, it's, class, couple running backs. You know, it's funny. Like I'm not a you know look for the silver lining, positive last <laughs> half full guy. If anything, like I get pretty like negative soon unless I put the sunglasses on, right? So it's like I'm a pretty miserable. Oh. I'm a pretty miserable son of a bitch. You um, beat me. I was gonna say the blue. <laughs> but but this, I I think what's fun about these rookie drafts is the fact that. Unlike most rookie classes where, like, things are really slated in. Like, this is where these guys go. Like, it's it, it becomes a, a very strong consensus. It's so open. I feel like I can get anybody yep. I want. You know what I mean? Like, I, I – I, and I feel like, to your point, Slipes, landing spots didn't move the needle a ton. So, like, whatever I felt before didn't get tainted – because I, I, I've had to, like, hold myself back with landing spots in the past. Like, oh, my God, that landing spot just seems so good. Why is that great? Because early return, like, if he does well now, I can get more back for him or get more excited about this player. It's so easy to fall into that. But I just feel like the way I felt before is pretty much the way I feel now, which makes me feel more secure about the players in general because I'm not getting junked up by landing spots as much. And then on top of that, I feel like, to what you guys were saying, like it is kind of easier to move in because people are so kind of like not They're fixated so on, on someone. It, right. Yeah, down on so the like class the, and they're yeah. happy to trade cool with you. To trade in. It's yeah. not but even it, cool at it, all. Right. So so but you can you do it so easily. Right. To trade in. <laughs> like I remember there was social <laughs> stature at all. I'm I'm, I'm I mean, into pick and choose. Right. If you trade into a particular spot, like say two spots to get a certain player, exactly which yeah shouldn't have exactly what Shane did with Wilson. I would have done the same exact thing. That would have been ridiculous. I would have been done every single pick. Did that for Olave. Yeah. Did that for Trey McBride. I, I think yep. almost every pick that I got was a trade in, <laughs> except for like or but somebody else's pick that I had traded for that was low. It was. It's usually it was so really much tough. more and more difficult. I right, like but this year like it's not way easier. Yeah, that's fun. But and, and I think it's <laughs> part. What, of what do you pay to go in to get Chris Olave? Not much, and actually, it was an offer I received. Yeah. I I, th- I sent what was a better offer. I felt like I I swear to you, like if anybody asks you what what is Lavisca Chenault worth, not a f- thing, yeah. zero. He's worth nothing. <laughs> like I was just trying to get rid of him because I have so many wide receivers. Or re- receivers. I'm like maybe I could get rid of this guy, put him in with like a future third or a future second. I mean, I started high. The guy ended up taking a future um like a, a third and i forget what what the other thing was mike but he offered it to me and i was smash except i was like i was like is this guy drunk but i i was surprised i thought the offer he sent to me that i accepted was worse than what i any of the attempts i tried to get the pick before that and it is funny i don't remember exactly what it was but you did say to me like because i had contacted you about a different trade i was like oh you made a trade you're like what wait i, I don't know what i even sent out like he didn't remember what he sent out but uh, and I, so many. yeah, uh, but you're, you know, Mike, it, it is a combination of both. I think the more we've discussed this tonight, it's, it's a combination of people not particularly liking, uh, this draft so much in, in some cases. And it's a combination of what Shane said, where there, 
they're they're all over the place. The players are all over the place. So yep. what happens is is some of these guys are dropping to the late third round. Uh, you know, we we all have leagues that are going like into the fourth, fifth round of rookie drafts. And there's actually still some players that some of us like that are still sitting around. So it's easier to jump back in with those spots. Um, it's a lot of fun, too. Tra- I, I don't know. I think rookie trading is, I mean, rookie draft trading is way more fun than any other kind of trading. It's all speculation. I mean, right. You're, you're betting that, you know, the player that I'm going to draft at 106 and 110 is going to outproduce and outvalue the Tyreek Hill. I just traded you. You know what I mean? It's all risk reward. But yeah, sure. I love like, I don't care. Even a bad class, there's there's much worse things than rookie drafting. You know what I mean? But <laughs> about the class, it's like, 100%. all right, yeah. Like, and trust me, I, I I knock the class as much as, as anyone. And now that it's draft time, it's like, all right, just move on. Like, yeah, okay, we get it. The class wasn't great. The quarterbacks were ass. We know that. Just <laughs> draft. Like, if you're any good at this game, like you alleged to be, pick good <laughs> players. Because um, I'm more impressed with people that can hit in this class than people that can hit next year. Yeah. Like, I could... Uh, um, you're gonna cut that out. Um, <laughs> oh my god, well, you know, 736. Normally, he doesn't have to tell me when to cut something out, I know when to do it, but that's pretty funny that he as it was coming out. I'm like, oh, that's not great. Um, and what's great is the, uh, the iTunes people won't know what you said, but I'm gonna leave the you can cut that out part just so they'll wonder what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, can't, um, you can't take a sperm donation back, but you can take that comment back. <laughs> Just to my point, like next year's class is loaded. You know, like does it does it take a lot of skill for me to pick a a stud wide receiver or running back out of next year's class when there's probably going to be four first round running backs? You know what I mean? Like, no. Is it going to take a little bit of skill to hit on this class when everyone says it's trash? Yes. So, like, I'm excited to see how most of these wide receivers turn out that I'm in on. And like, hopefully they'll, they'll hit and then I can yell at people and tell them that they're stupid for um, crying about this place so much. We Mostly because t- I want to yell at people and tell them that they're stupid. <laughs> we talk about <laughs> stupid. <laughs> we talk about behind the scenes stuff. Jeremy, this is a behind the scenes stuff. Mark it down right now. We talk about marking down things so that we can bring it back. Let's see a year from now, if this class really is as great as people say, we have a lot to pull from this show of what Shane The 2023 says. class? The 2023 class is like... He said that a lot, and I don't disagree with him completely. I just, from playing Debbie for almost as long as I've played Dynasty, it's just one of the, they say a lot of things about classes. Now, they were right. They were right about the quarterbacks insofar as they're getting drafted in the NFL, and it, it's shaping up to be that way, but... Each class, I think you have to look at it differently. There's strengths and there's weaknesses. Um, saying that a class is like wholesale better, we, we've seen years where positions have been definitely better or worse. But saying that an entire draft class is better is a tough sell for me. I mean, I have players from this class, next year's class, the class after that, and, and I see it. There's, there's some, they're definitely better running backs at the top and, you know, top heavy. I think next year it'll be well sorted, but 
there will be players that come out of this draft too. And yeah, save that. Cause we've talked about that before, yeah. Mike, <laughs> we, we, we've bought into some of these players still being pretty great in this class. Every time I hear like, this is a bad class. I keep on thinking that is a general statement, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't believe the wide receivers are trash. We don't, but the class is not good. And it makes the wide receivers more expensive in rookie drafts, right? We don't have the five quarterbacks we had last year, pushing wide receivers into the it's early It's like a one-quarterback draft right now. Yeah, Kenny Pickett goes by the end of the first round, and right. then everybody else is a non-quarterback yeah. skill so player. So yeah. everyone is more expensive for that reason, but it doesn't mean there isn't going to be production in this class. Some of these wide receivers have excellent opportunities. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to have fun with these wide receivers, and some of these running backs that I have hope for, there's going to be some promise there too. So it's, it's one of those things where – uh, we like to say, oh, it's a horrible class or, oh, it's a bad class or trade completely out of this class. And the reality is it you need to put that into context. It's, not, it's not that they're too, all bad right? players. Fanaro, I mean, uh, Fanaro, the thing is we, we, we think Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker were the cream of this crop. There, there are other players that kind of sneak up there. Everybody seems to have, because of this class and what we've already talked about, they seem to have different rankings. They, you, know, you ask somebody for their top five, nobody has the same top five. Right. They have their guys that they like. Some of the guys that, that have fallen in the in the first and into the second and and guys that we're taking, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Rashad White, if it's going to be who, what player. But some of those players are going to work out. And if Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall works out, this running back class could be better than some in the past where we had these guys that did get consensus drafted high. Um, and, you know, and it may not be any worse in the end because there were, there were a lot of run, there are a mm-hmm. lot of running backs. Yep. We don't know which ones are going to work. They got some good landing spots. It's possible this ends up being a better class in fantasy football than people are really giving it credit for. We, we will see. I, and I I get it. Talent seems to be watered down a little bit in this class. But, you know, time will tell, too. Well, the one thing I do want to say is we're very happy to have you guys here. I know there was a window that we had to end in time for you. So um, I, I, I want to kind of wrap things up so that we can get you guys out of here for the window that you have. Um, um, look, is there any last minute thing? We, we kind of started the show where Shane said, talk about somebody that you like. But was there any rookie... Because you guys are a rookie show, rookie-centric, everything, is there any rookie that maybe in the fourth, fifth round that something that somebody may not be thinking about that you guys think, hey, grab these guys? And, you know, I'll start with you, Shane Swags. Is there somebody in these late rounds that people should be looking at? I don't know if I'm going to go that late, but maybe like in the third round, get some Tyquan Thornton. I've seen him fall a lot. He's got second-round draft capital to the Patriots. I'm sure he's going to get an opportunity. I'm sure with Belichick, though, he's probably going to go to the vet, and you'll see Parker more than we want to, quite honestly. But I think that he's a good one in the third. I've seen him slip. He's another person that if he's there, I'll try to – I'll try. I'll take him before Hassan Haskins. Hmm. Mike, I see you looking down at a piece of paper. Do you have yes, a list? I, it's funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had taken notes on me to use it against me. I, oh, I just, I, Mike has I notes ass, all the time. It's awesome. I assume this is a very common question when when um, when asked about the class in general. Um, I just want to get a couple names out there. Just yeah get people thinking about him and looking at him a little more closely. David Bell was radically getting drafted in different places. And I'm, I liked David Bell coming in. I don't quite understand like across the board. He seems like anywhere between two, five and all the way down to three, five, three, six. 
uh, to, to Shane's point, when I saw him go that low, I traded two-thirds to go back in just to get him. David Bell, I just I don't quite understand why people aren't as high on him, but I'm such a great player, right? Totally fine with it. Like I think he immediately slips into the Jarvis Landry role, and I know we're all worried about how when when his quarterback Watson will play, but he will play, and he's very young. And I like David Bell a lot in that spot. I also have been tracking Jalen Tolbert. Um, yeah, I know that that's I, that would be a great spot. Gallup has the is it the ACL guys. Is that what happened with him? He had the injury at the end of the Gallup had the injury last season. So I think Tolbert gets that that sneaky first team reps. He's gets Dak Prescott. He's got the absence of Cooper. I, I, I we all love CD Lamb, but again, Tolbert's another one of these guys that will go even later than Bell. He's like three five to early. Well, yeah, right around that three five area. Those two players. I'm gonna have it on a lot of teams. Like it's just, it's just. I guarantee you, I'll have a lot of David Bell and a lot of Tolbert. More Bell because Tolbert, I'm still a little wishy-washy on, to be honest. <laughs> but because I think I liked him a little bit before than I do now. Like the more I kind of internalized it, and then I'm just lower. And I'll say it on every show I'm on. I'm lower on Christian Watson than everybody. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay that way. I'm fine with it. Um, he has the best possible opportunity to prove me wrong. I know that. Like he just, he just does. Yeah. Bell um, has a great one too. Great landing spot. Great opportunity to do something with it. Yeah. And he was a a very highly touted player coming in, so the value on him is really high. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see people drafting him that way, which is really exciting. That's another one of those guys that we're talking about that you can go jump in and get like really cheap and be excited about. It is all over the place. I in, in two drafts I had this week, Watson went in the first round. Uh, not Watson. Yeah, Watson went in the first round, and then later on in the other one, he went in late in the second round. So really. Yeah, and it's weird. Wow. I got Bell at 206 in this last draft that we're talking about. But um, uh, listen, you guys are awesome. Promote your show. Tell everybody about your show. Tell everybody about what you do with all these like rookie-specific players and everything. Get it, Get people over there and listening to you guys. Yeah, yeah your so, show doesn't happen in a vacuum. I want you to explain this. <laughs> Certain, certainly yes. does not. Yeah. <laughs> so go now, ahead. I think, I think the thing that's great about our show... Trouble, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's still it's still the only one. It's no longer the only one that does rookie profiles because it seems like everybody on God's green earth does those now. Um, but it is still the only one that tracks these rookies from this moment on all season long. It's so easy to forget about them. It's <laughs> that, so easy to look really them. It. It's, to, it's so easy to look them over. <laughs> Because we're worried about fantasy points in our in our lineups, Swags and I do Ed, a edit fun. All that out. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, come on! You're promoting your show. You don't want to edit it out. Promote your show. Let it sounds him like do Swags it. wants to finish up for me. I, I, no, no, I like no, how no, we no. say your mic, my mic, your Shane, my Shane. Yeah, <laughs> you're too sensitive lately. <laughs> Did I mention that I'm on the eighth day of 14 days in a row at work? Tell Shane's everybody, a madman and not enough Mike. Tell everybody about your show. Where can they find you? What is it? Yeah, Swags, where are uh, we? I, I was totally joking, but <laughs> but it does seem like as soon as you let somebody know you're doing something that somebody else is going to do it. But it, with that said, go ahead and try it. It's, a, it's an absolute challenge, and... I think we kill it all year. Um, even like Fenero said, even just the consistency of showing up together and supporting each other, you know, and like you guys know, you know, when you're doing this and we all have other stuff going on, work, families, trials and tribulations, like you have to shift stuff around. Um, 
so good luck talking about rookies all year round the way we do. And then we've got our player profiles, like we mentioned, where we just bring a ton of people through. And that's, you know, I start learning from a lot of those people the minute they hit the show. I'm not really yeah. a Debbie guy. I love my rookies and I want to see a little bit of different things. And so we, we are very rookie centric. Well, I love you both, but neither one of you told at anybody where you theater. are. <laughs> Say on it the again. <laughs> he is at Artbark TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. You can find us anywhere other podcasts are. I think you know. And if we're not there, let us know if it's if you think it's unless it's just you. Like if you like made a a podcast site just for you to listen to, I might not do that for you. <laughs> So you're no, at Rookie nice. Fever. You're <laughs> at Rookie at, Fever. <laughs> go listen to them, guys. They're awesome. They've been doing it for a long time. The consistency is there. And they're they're both two of the my favorite people out here. And Gents, uh, true gentlemen. Appreciate you guys. We're rookie they they know. They already knew we were they rookie know. fever. <laughs> Whether they knew or not. Listen, this is the kind of stuff Shane says too. Oh, they know. Part of what you're supposed to be doing is to promote. So you tell them anyways, I, whether they I know was or not. Tell you, I was gonna tell you, Michael, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> I'm so rude lately. Thanks for having us on, guys. Absolutely. Like we always enjoy being on HQ, and the fact that you bring us on each year is is uh, is fun, and it's a treat for sure. And uh, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, have one of you guys on Rookie Fever sometime soon. Sweet, absolutely. Can, I love the fact that we on, have honestly. two well-spoken mics and a couple of Shanes that step all over the mics. <laughs> Oh, very nice, <laughs> man, man. I'm sorry. Oh very God. nice. There we go. High five. Here we go. No, no, that sounds accurate. I like that. I like that. Don't cut that out. Don't cut that out. Matter of fact, send me that. Send me that. Send me that little clip. It's literally happening right now. Definitely feel stepped on. Oh, my God. Hey, my Shane. I feel like the fifth wheel on my own. <laughs> my shane tell everybody about our patreon <laughs> uh join our patreon because it's better than not cool. being a patron uh cool. group me chat that's always hip and live for all the kids and uh also the uncensored version of this podcast written content <laughs> Swag, not not Shane Swags. I won't send him to your house, but we will send Swag to your oh house, which reminds God. me, I gotta get some what new. A treat. I gotta get some stickers and koozies out to the new crew members. So if uh, you're listening to this and I haven't gotten you any stickers or koozies, feel free to hit me up, and I'll make sure I get those out to you forth forthright. <laughs> also, uh, I just dropped, and I don't usually promote my own written work, but I just dropped a 5,600 word oh, wow. article. On fantasydata.com. That's about 5,000 words too many. <laughs> um, on this rookie class, <laughs> yeah. ranking one through 50. Oh, wow. Um, so go read oh, that. Oh, I'm going to read that. Where is I that? Shane, where is it? On fantasydata.com. Yeah, it's a great. I, I I did actually read some of it, not all of it, but I did read some of it. It's pretty good. I, uh, uh, so, I did. You know, so I got word count. Fifty articles in one article instead of just like boom, I, boom, 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 tap every day. That's fifty days worth of work. That's a lot of. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of words and a lot of pictures. <laughs> and, and he has and a lot of other work to do. So don't encourage him to do that. So hey, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. HQ. Check us out on on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Just check us out. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know, know where to find them. They already know. 
It doesn't matter if they always already know. You're supposed to say it anyways. Um, And then we're all going to get together, hopefully in Canton, and we'll have some fun. So um, say goodbye, everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. And I think we have a we have a a a mock coming up, right, Jeremy? Mock draft next week, probably Thursday night. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right. So say goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, Goodbye, Bye, everybody. everybody. Say goodbye, Shane and Shane. Goodbye, Goodbye, Shane. Shane and Shane. Goodbye, Shane and Shane. <laughs> and Jeremy, our fifth wheel. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I need to be driving, you sons of bitches. Good God. <laughs>